Welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host Sarek, and I'm always joined by my co-host Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? This is the podcast where we talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Let's go. Okay, Ron, we just had the divisional playoffs this past week. Maybe one of the best in uh, in our in our lifetime. What do you think? Uh, definitely one of the best that I can remember, for sure. Um, as far as <clears throat> the entire weekend, um, I think every game was fairly competitive, um, exciting. Everything came down to the end. Um, it was it was amazing, you know, especially that last game uh, Sunday night. Uh, Bills, you know, Chiefs. That was unbelievable. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna go 75. I, I really in this game, I actually saw the Niners Packers. I didn't think that was, you know, I think that was a grind at the end. You know, a field goal was excellent, but. Um, it was definitely, I mean, if you would have told me that the weekend before nobody was really going to try and then the weekend after it was going to be like Helter Skelter, like, Hey, this is the best playoffs we can do. I think, uh, as much as we critique the NFL, I think they got us on this one, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, like the, so the wild card week was not as competitive for sure. There were some games that were. Um, blowouts. You know, easily, blowouts, easily won. Uh, teams, you know, had were in control for the most part for most of the games. But this weekend, um, everything was competitive. Like I said, I think uh, each game could have went either way uh, at the end, and it, you know, it was just some last-second heroics uh, and last-second field goals uh, to win the game. So you know, it was it was exciting. I like how um, it ended. Uh, we may have saw though probably what would have been. The best uh, Super Bowl if we could have gotten the Chiefs and Bills, um, but I don't think we will get that. And you know, hopefully these games this week, um, and then the Super Bowl can can uh, live up to that level that we just saw uh, on Sunday. Well, I would say that that Bills Chiefs game was the the top, maybe in the top five, maybe even the top three non Super Bowl playoff games that we've ever seen, right? And we'll 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 dive into it, but what would would you say that that was top three, top five? Yeah, um, that I can think of, not Super Bowl. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I, for I sure. think it's it was up there. I agree. Uh, so let's do let's quickly do the NFC real fast, and we're gonna do the eulogy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They play the Rams. Uh, they lost twenty-seven to thirty. So. You picked the Tampa Bay to win. I picked the Rams to win. What what happened? What took place that you saw personally that was like this team just doesn't have it? Well, so I think it was a, a little bit of a tale of two halves. Um, and the, so the first half of the Tampa game, they were completely, in my opinion, outplayed uh, by the Rams. Um on top of being outplayed, um, they, there was a couple of uh, critical penalties um, against the Bucks that were questionable at, at, at best. Um, one was Indomitian Sue uh, getting a, a roughing or um, a personal penalty uh, when he felt like he got kicked uh, by Stafford, and that's what he was complaining about. And he yelled at him. They call it, you know, they call it a taunting penalty. That's what they called it. And Sue wasn't taunting him. He was yelling at Stafford to say, hey, you know, you, you kicked me or whatever. So that extended the drive for, um, you know, for the Rams. And then on the other end, Brady gets hit right in the, the mouth. Um, no flags were thrown. He's yelling uh, at the defensive player and they throw a flag against him. Um, so 
those two calls I think were huge um, but it's not to say they played well in the first half they got outplayed I think uh, but it certainly I think led to um, you know to them falling behind early um, you know 20 to three in the in the first half yeah I mean looking at the numbers of that game and I I saw the first quarter at a bar but then I didn't I, I didn't watch the rest of the game but you know I in the first quarter when the Rams had the ball I was kind of surprised that Tampa Bay wasn't blitzing them and I was like you know I was thinking to my head like hey Tampa you've been blitzing all year long whatever reason they they weren't blitzing at all and then you know I saw Stafford was just you know chucking it he was just throwing it like with no pressure whatsoever so you know they weren't blitzing I don't think there was a lot of uh, pressure to the quarterback and then when Tampa did get the ball in the first half anyway and they were horrible they were horrible they were when I look at the third down conversions they were three for 14 that's that's a horrible conversion yeah Brady was off his game for sure and you know, the Bucks defense, I don't I don't think they played that bad that first half. They didn't play their best. Um, I think Stafford was able to move the ball. Um, now when they got, you know, towards the red zone, I think Bucks uh, did, did a pretty good job um, in the first or second series, like limiting them to uh, a field goal. But, you know, again, I think some of the penalties, the one against Sue, you know, was a killer um, against them. And, you know, um, they weren't able to you know, keep keep them out of the the end zone. Um, I think they were really playing at the, the first half that you know men but they'll break type of defense, and unfortunately, you know it didn't work. Number one and two, the offense didn't help them out because, like you said, it was like three and out, three and out, and um, it was a struggle on the offensive side. It was a struggle, and then you know. Cause they got Fournette, the Rams got Fournette back, and I, in that first quarter, he was running the ball like a maniac, and I was like, this this guy mean, doesn't look like he was hurt at all. But you mean then the Bucks, the Bucks got Fournette. Yeah, the, I mean, sorry, the Bucks got Fournette, and then when they got behind, they stopped using Leonard Fournette. I mean, he only had a 51 yards on 13 carries. They just said, you know. We're not gonna. We're not gonna run anymore. Yeah, and you know, again, I think a lot of it. You know, they were trying to get Brady going, and he was off his game, uh, to say the least. At the beginning of the game, um, he was missing people, and there was some pressure too. He was struggling a little bit um, with some pressure in his face, but you know, the the thing was they they weren't out of it by any means. I thought when they were down twenty three. Uh, 20 to 3 that they still had a chance um, if they can uh, you know put some things on offense together uh, the second quarter which is you know what exactly what they did um, so they were able to come back that that second half I should say um, and uh, they started to play you know much much better on offense uh, but unfortunately I mean you know you you, you spot another team 20 points um, to start the game, it's it's uh, and you're playing catch up the whole time. Um, they weren't able to to, to quite uh, pull it out at the end. Well, you know when they got to twenty seven to three, of course it brought memories of Brady in the Super Bowl beating Atlanta Falcons. You know it was twenty eight to three at that time. But then I was thinking like, you know Atlanta didn't have Cooper Cup or. Did he have, mm-hmm. you know, did he have OBJ? Did he have all these weapons at the disposal, which was Stafford's, you know, use? Mm-hmm. Cam Akers, you know, he let me down. I mean, put the ball on the ground so many times. 48 yards rushing on 24 carries. It wasn't even that great. Yeah, but the Bucks, I mean, for the whole season, the last two seasons have had, like, the top, like, three or four run defenses so that didn't surprise me i think the turnovers um you know the bucks were you know going for turnovers uh which they were able to force a couple um 
you know, they, they play the deep, like the defense they play in the second half is, is what you would have expected them to, to play and perform at that level um, in that second half until the, the end of the game where, they, you know, they just kept continuing to blow coverage with uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, he ate them up the entire game and they never just, you know, never adjusted, um, you know, coverage um, to stop him at all. And, and that was just a killer. Yeah, Cooper Cup ended up with 183 yards receiving. That's insane. Almost 200 yards in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. OBJ 69. Yeah, and, and you know what? And let's just because Tampa, they just didn't have. They didn't have a. You know, I know the the secondary was hurting. They got some people back at the end of the year, but it just wasn't enough. So yeah, there's no, there's no. I mean, in, you know. The injuries, I'll give them that during the middle of the year, but for the most part, most of their guys were back. Um, there's, there's no excuse for, uh, you know, giving up those big, big plays to Cooper Cup. Well, yeah, there's no excuse, and I think when Bruce, Bruce Arian was asked about it, he basically said, you know, some people blitz and some people didn't, and when you want to be a champion, you got to be. All 11 players on the same page and that just didn't happen and what happened was Cooper Cup was open yeah he killed him and he showed why he is in the MVP conversation you know he's a a great player one of the uh, best receivers uh, if not the best in the league Um, and you know unfortunately for the Bucks they didn't do anything to stop him whatsoever or uh, like you said they weren't able to get pressure on top of that um they weren't really able to get pressure on on Matthew Stafford at all for most of the game. No, no pressure at all. I mean, at the end of the game, uh, they had what two sacks the whole game. That wasn't that yeah. wasn't enough. Um, so, do you think Tampa Bay runs it back next year? I don't. Um, and you know, I, again, I thought I thought they would win this year. Um, I thought the road would be hard for them, you know, with the Rams, Green Bay, and, you know, just the NFC in general, the competition. Um, but, you know, for next year, I this might be it for Tom Brady. I know he has it at this point declared whether or not he's coming back. But even if he does, I don't think um, the majority of those players are going to come back next year. I think they're going to lose quite a few players. Um, you know, do you think they'll keep Fernay? I mean... He was playing for a contract, right? But I don't, I don't, I think he goes to the highest bidder now, right? Well, yeah, he already kind of took one for the team this year, I think. Uh, when he came back and signed with them, I'm sure he could have gotten paid uh, more than a one-year deal somewhere else. But he he took uh, one year just to come back and run it back. Um, you know, again, uh, I think a few other players did that too because they, you know, they want this came off the Super Bowl, they wanted to try to see if they can repeat um but that's not going to happen i don't think uh twice in a row i think you know these guys are going to want to get paid at this point and um i don't know you know just i I don't know off the top of my head who's up for contract besides Fournette. Um, i know godwin godwin is not going to be available i know he was he was due to be a free agent but he won't be available till next year middle of next year now and I don't know that if he comes back. Um, and I think I don't know if uh, Donakin and Sue comes back. I, I don't know. This there's a lot of question marks, right, for this Tampa yeah. Bay Buc- game, uh, Buccaneers. Yeah. The good thing is that they know that Champagne is not coming back, so that's a plus. Mm-hmm. And you know, I still think they'll. I'm assuming Bruce Arians will still be there next year. Yeah, he say uh, he would. He would say he would return. It sounds like uh, this guy Byron Leftwich might be uh, getting the Jacksonville job. Um, I don't think they have announced that just yet, but it looks like you know he may end up with that job. So you know they'll have to replace him. They may have to replace their defensive coordinator too. So I think I mean the team's going to look different, but I think they'll still be able to compete in you know in their division. All right. Well, the the team that the Rams are going to be facing are the Niners, and the Niners beat the Packers in the last second, thirteen to ten. 
they never scored a touchdown in this game. It was uh, from a block punt. So in this game, it wasn't. I mean, I saw this game. It was definitely a grind, but Aaron Rodgers was horrible. Would you say? I wouldn't say horrible. I think he was okay. I just, you know, I just don't think offensively they had a uh, good game plan. I think they needed to do a lot better. They started off, you know, moving the ball easily or what looked easily that first drive. Um, for some, whatever reason, I, you know, um, I think, you know, San Fran played well. You got to give them credit, too. Um, their defense is really good. I thought they played a good game. I thought the weather played a factor too, and I know Green, you know, the guys in uh, in Green Bay are used to playing when it's like that. But I mean, it, it, the weather got pretty pretty bad. It was already cold, but then on top of that, it started snowing. Um, so I know that was challenging for sure. Not to make excuses, um, but yeah, it, it was disappointing for Green Bay because I fully expected them to to uh you know come out and win i didn't expect them to you know coming off the bye week to be out of sync as they were as it seemed i thought if any team would be prepared you know with a with a bye they would and that that didn't appear to be the case uh, at all yeah i mean you and i picked the green bay packers to win this game Aaron Rodgers, 225 yards in the air, no TDs, got sacked five times. At home, I think that is a horrible game because you should know it's going to be cold. Yes, the weather was bad, but I felt like he was trying to force force it to Devante Adams. And I just kept saying like, hey, you have like Lazard, you have Lewis, you have other people on the team. Why are you forcing it? To, um, to Devontae Adams, I mean, when I look at the receiving, he had, Devontae Adams had 11 targets. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, what are you trying to do? And, I mean, I will give credit. San Francisco's defense is tough, tough as nails. Um, but the, the game plan that it came out with was excellent. They basically said, we're not going to, you know, mess this game up. We're going to run the ball. They had 106 yards rushing compared to 67 from Green Bay. So, you know, I got to give it up to 49ers. They had a good game plan to stuck to it. Yeah, and, for you know, for Green Bay, I think they had the wrong approach for sure. Um, you would think when the weather is like the way it is that they would commit to the run uh, more. And now I, you know, I know Aaron Joe got his, but I was expecting honestly a, a lot more from AJ Dillon. Uh, I think he got what, like seven carries the entire game. Um, I think he might've hurt touchdown. himself though. I think he might've hurt himself because he, he was limping on the sideline. And I was like, well, if they lose this guy, they don't have, they basically just have Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, well, if he was hurt, um, then you know maybe maybe that's the reason. You know, he only he was limited to seven carries, but I you know I thought for sure he it would you know be him and Aaron just kind of grinding it out a little bit more, uh, running the ball, and then you know that's not what they did. Um, but again, I don't want to um, discount how good San, Fran San Francisco's defense played because I, I, I do think they played really well. So, um, you know, you got to give them credit. They're a good team. Um, they were in the underdogs, but they got they got Aaron's number, that's for sure. Uh, for them to win four times yeah, in a row, you know, they, they, they had his number. Well, they beat the Packers four times in a row, but then they have beaten the LA Rams six times in a row. So, and that's their next opponent, right? So, they're playing in LA. They're beating the Rams six times. Um, it's probably going to be like 50% 49ers at that game. It's, so, you would say maybe it's like a, a home game for them, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But 
when you compare quarterbacks, you go Jimmy G against Matthew Stafford. Who do you like in that one-on-one, that quarterback comparison? I think it's Matthew Stafford. And I think, you know, I think Garoppolo did some things the first game, which, which against, uh, you know, Green Bay, that could have cost him the game. Um, so, you know, Matthew Stafford is the better quarterback, but so was Aaron Rodgers, and they lost. Um, you know, I, I'm not predicting, though. I'm not, you know, going to go out and say 49ers are going to just go out and win this game. I think they're going to be another huge underdog. Um, and I don't have the over-unders in front of me, but my guess are, you know, is that the Rams are still going to be favored, you know, despite all the 49er fans showing up. Um, the Rams are going to be favored, and uh, you know they're 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 hot right now, and uh, they they should be able to win this game fairly easily. Well, not only are the Rams favored in this game, but they also you know the over and under is kind of you know it's kind of deceiving because they basically they're going to play they're going to play in the dome or. You know, they're going to have a roof over their heads anyway. Uh, the over and under is 45, 46 points. And the Rams are favored by three and a half. So, you know, would you would you say that the 49ers are capable of scoring 24 points? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't, you know. And, it, you know, again... And I've given you my opinion about the Rams, like defense. I don't. I think they're a little bit overrated, to be quite honest with you. Um, you can run the ball against the Rams, and you know, I, I think the San Fran will have some success doing that. But eventually, Garoppolo is going to have to make some plays, and that's you know that's where I I I, I feel like I'm not able going to be able to like trust him throwing the ball because it's not like he has a lot to throw to either you know he has Kittles and Debo but it's like you know they San Fran is almost not to say that he moved away from throwing completely to Debo I think they, that's what they need to do they get a, need to continue to get, keep him involved at receiver as well not just use him um, you know as a tailback you know and if the Rams can stop Debo I don't think they that 49ers have a chance whatsoever um, so, you know, I don't, I don't think the 49ers get 24 points, but I could be wrong. So what, what do you predict for a final score in that, uh, Rams Niners game? I'm going to say the, the Rams are going to get to 27 points and the 49ers will score, you know, 17 yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely go with the Rams winning that game, um, and I think that they'll air it out. They'll basically play the same game that they played against uh, the Buccaneers. They might score thirty, but I actually, you know, I like San Francisco to maybe keep it tight for the first half, and then I like Sean McVay to like make adjustments. So I, I, I'm gonna give them ten points because I I really don't trust Jimmy G. I think that I know that he took him to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but I just I don't know about Jimmy G yet. And even so if you he, think it's gonna be a huge blowout, you said thirty to like ten. Yeah, I think it is gonna be a blowout. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would necessarily shock anybody. Um, I mean, I think I do think. Like I said, San Fran should be able to get some some things done. Um, you know, if they, you know, give the ball it, get Debo the ball, you know, get Elijah the ball, um, and obviously Kittle. I, you know, I think they can score some. Uh, I just don't think, like you say, you can trust Garoppolo. Um, that would be disappointing for sure, especially coming off this past week uh, with all the games, how close they were. We disappointed to see that large of a blowout. Because I feel like the Rams, they needed to get over the hump with the Buccaneers. And now it's almost like, 
bring it on i know you have hit this history with us but bring it on we're ready i think stafford got the huge monkey off his back and now you know now comes the 49ers the big bad 49ers because i mean they're definitely the more physical team but there's just too many weapons for the rams and i know that san francisco can run the ball with devo but i'm not sure they can keep up with the points no no if it turns into a shootout there's no way they're gonna win that game at all yeah i don't see that either uh the other game that took place on Saturday as well was the Bengals Titans. Now you were you're big on the Cincinnati Bengals team, and and I was the one that was saying I don't trust Zach Taylor. He's just too young. He doesn't know what he's doing. But he actually coached a better team than Mike Brabo on Saturday. What 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 do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think those teams are fairly even. Um, I'll say that Tennessee is a good team, but I think there's a couple couple things that hurt them. One, I think, like I said last week, they're a team that we're going to get, in my opinion, hurt by the bye week. Um, I think they're a team that needs to continue being in rhythm. And without having a week off, and then with all the questions with Henry and you know him practicing and being inserted like how would they insert him into the game and all that they, you know offensively I think there was just like too many in my eyes too many question marks about that and um, you know that's why I was you know I had more confidence in Cincinnati um, now it's not to say the game went exactly as I thought because you know Cincinnati I mean you predicted they, 33 points from Cincinnati I did um, they scored but, half know, of that yeah, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. I thought, you know, Bengals would be able to get things going. I didn't. I didn't expect this guy to get sacked like eight times or nine times or any times he got sacked. Well, he actually, all. he actually got sacked eleven times. Holy the, cow! Yeah. The other two came back because of a delay of game. So he actually, yeah, that offensive line is terrible. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. They, they were terrible. They have been, or they haven't been great. Um, they could have addressed it last year, but instead they, they chose Jamar Chase, which I think was the right thing to do. Um, Chase, Chase is a great player. Now they can address the offensive line next year and the year after and so on and so forth. Um, but to allow that many sacks um, is insane. And they're going to have to fix that heading into uh, the, you know this week against Kansas City. But I do think these two teams were fairly even. Um, I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan, a huge uh, Joe Mixon fan, and you, obviously Jamar, you Jamar think, Chase and those. You think Joe Burrow's is comparable to Ryan Tannehill? I, I think he's better than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, the, yeah, the, he's much better, much, much better. Even mm-hmm. though he didn't have a touchdown on Saturday, he, he put up 348 yards. He's definitely much better. I don't see it. I, see, see, I actually, Tanner Hill is Tanner Hill is is streaky. I think that's his problem. There are games where he can look really good and throw three, four touchdowns, and then there's other games where he can look. You know, he can make some really critical mistakes, which you know he did in this game with the three interceptions, especially that last one. Um, you know, that was a game killer, basically. Um, so, you know, I think overall he's a good quarterback, you know, Tannehill. I just don't think you can go deep into the playoffs and expect, you know, him to be able to, like, win you games consistently. I think sometimes he'll be able to do it, like I said, but sometimes he'll, you know, you'll throw two, three interceptions and it'll kill you. Now, Joe Burrow, on the other hand, I think he's great. Now, he didn't look great, don't get me wrong. Um, he threw for a lot of yards. Uh, a lot of those nine sacks, though, were his fault. And from what I, I saw, he was holding the ball too long. Uh, some of the easy reads, you know, the dump offs. When you see a blitz coming, he, you know, he wasn't doing. You know, he wasn't like changing the plays and, and getting the ball out of his hands. Um, I think he, you know, it was his fault that he took so many of those sacks. Um, you know, so 
you know, but he is still young. It's only his second year. He missed like half his first one. So he's only going to improve from here on out, I think. See, I didn't see these teams as being, as being equal. I, I mean, if you keep the Bengals under six to 16 points to the last second of fourth quarter, you did something right. And I think I think that Mike Brabel was like, you know what, we're going to keep the ball. Basically, you know, the same game plan that Bill Belichick does every playoff. He's like, you know, we're going to keep the ball. If this is a high-scoring offense, we're going to let them watch. Which they did. I mean, they had 140 yards rushing compared to 65. So they definitely kept the ball. But like you said, Ryan Tannehill, he was the X factor. I mean, three turnovers. You can't get over that. And there was one play. I think the game was tied. There was one play where it was third and one. And for some reason... Uh, they didn't run the ball. It was like a, a weird, like play. Like they it was a, it was a, it was a basically a, a run option, right? Tannehill could have yes. handed the ball, yes, to Henry or take it himself, and he chose to take it himself. Which he, he got. Here's where I, I guess I'd say I could see either way. I do think Henry should have got the ball. Yes, um, I agree. That was the that that was the right reading. However. I, I do understand that it was, you know, probably it was two down territory either way. Yes. So they probably figured, okay, even if Tanner Hill gets stopped, we still got one more opportunity to get the first down. But Tanner Hill should have handed the ball off. If it was truly a read uh, option and it, you know, it was up to him to make a decision, he should have handed the ball off um, and got the first down. Yes, yes. I think, I think that some of the offensive coordinator they kind of got too cute and that happened a couple of times with the Bills Chiefs game but with this one I was just like you know you got Derrick Henry you got Deontay Foreman who was a beast I don't know why they didn't keep using him more often it was just again Zach Taylor our coach Mike Brabel and I think that some of those plays you were like the run, the run game is what got you to number one seed. Why aren't you running it? Why aren't you, you know, you got Foreman, you got Henry. It was just. Well, I think I think they tried. They, you know, I think who they ran with. Yeah, I, like I said, you know, and it's not to say Henry's not the better back, but to only give Foreman four carries, which is what he ended up with, mm-hmm. I think it, you know, was a, a bad choice. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, Henry looked a little bit tentative uh, when he was running, and that's you know you can't blame him for that because he hasn't played in how many months. Um, you know this, you know exactly why I thought that if they were going to integrate him, they needed a, a week prior to the playoffs to do so. It's tough, you know, doing that in the playoffs and and then having a week off on top of that and not have any competition just throws everything off, in my opinion. Um, and that's kind of what you know what happened to them. Well, I initially, because I kind of saw bits and pieces of this game, I initially thought that they were going to use Derrick Henry more like a decoy. Like, you know, we do have Derrick Henry. But then I think, like, the first quarter, he had, like, five, six carries in a row. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. They're, like, using, using him, Derrick Henry. And you know, I agree with you. He looked like no, he looked like he was tentative. He looked like he wasn't really going full speed, even though we know he was going full speed. But it was just like he was trying to juke people. And I was like, Derrick Henry doesn't juke people; he just runs over people. Yeah, you. I mean, you, but your time is going to be off if you haven't played for that many weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. It's going to take you know, take a couple games for you to kind of get back into it. So, do you do you bring Ryan Tannehill back? when I'm asking that's a good question honestly that's a really good question because you know because I feel game, like they've, they've done this two years in a row and it hasn't exactly worked. exactly it's gonna be you know what's better out there uh, that you can get that is you know because you have a solid team that's capable of getting to the Super Bowl you know, you're just missing 
maybe a couple pieces, um, not just Tannehill, maybe a couple other pieces as well. So do you trust Tannehill enough? Do you want to give him another opportunity? And if not, what what's better out there? You know, I don't know what's better out there besides Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think Rodgers is going there. Maybe he might. But um, I don't know what else is out there that would be a, a, that big of an improvement on Tannehill. Who, who's their um, backup? I have no idea. It's it's not that Hawaii guy anymore, right? Because he's, he's long gone. What's his name? Um, he's with the Seattle, right? No, he's with the Raiders now. Mariota? Yeah, Mariota. He's with the yeah, Raiders yeah. now. Yeah, yeah he's I gone. Yeah, I don't know who, who the backup is, but it's like you just just not going to win a Super Bowl with Tannehill, right? Just not. He's just not it. He's not going to do it. Three interceptions on the normal seed. He's just not going to do it. Um, So the Bengals w- win, won, win this one the last second with the field goal. 19-16 and they face the Chiefs so let's let's talk about the Chiefs because the Chiefs that that game was probably like the highlight of highlights right for sure for sure you know <clears throat> I thought you know heading into the game you know I I, I thought the Bills were gonna win um I thought the Bills were the better team, and you know, they went on the road, and they were went blow for blow with the Chiefs. And I think it goes to show you both of the, those teams are fairly even. Um, you know, it just came down to who had the ball last, and you know, I could, you know, we could talk about the overtime rules and whether or not it needs to be changed. I do think it needs to be changed at some point, um, but you know, they, both teams had some opportunity for sure with their defense. Their defenses did not play well down the stretch. Um, and they allowed, you know, the quarterbacks to just go off at the end. Um, but, you know, those are, I think, the two best quarterbacks in the NFL at this point. I, I really do. And, um, you know, I had this, not argument, but, you know, I was disagreeing with my cousin about who's the better quarterback. Everyone keeps saying Mahomes is. And, I, you know, don't get me wrong. If you look at his statistics and what he's been able to accomplish and, you know, potentially getting to his third Super Bowl, he's, he's a great, great quarterback. But I just think if you if, if you were to switch rosters with these with these guys, if, if, if Josh Allen was in Kansas City with, with Andy Reid, and he's throwing to Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. I think Josh Allen's numbers would would be equally as good, if not if not better. I'm just that high on him. Yeah, but you know what? Switching rosters is not really reality, right? So you know, Josh Allen. It's not his fault that his team was not that good, right? Because I mean, this is the thing. Because I also picked the Bills. Because I like their defense. They were the number one defense going into this game. But it turns out that the defense wasn't really that good. I mean, the defense allowed for Pat Mahomes to gain those 45 yards with 13 seconds left. So, you know, I was like, why wasn't the, why wasn't the defense? Because at least you would at least expect the Buffalo defense to like stop Kansas City if they were truly the number one defense, right? If they were truly well, I don't think they stopped them the whole game. Like, yeah, they so did. Start there. So um, so were they, they were their number one defense then? Or did they just have an easy schedule cuz I looked at Buffalo's schedule from this year and you know, except for Kansas City and Tennessee, they really they really didn't face anybody. I mean, they had Miami, they had Washington, they had Houston, you know, Miami again, they had New York, you know, I think they were the number one defense, you know, statistically, but I don't think they were, you know, that defense was number one where you can say, well, you know, AFC, there wasn't really a true number one because 
AOC was crazy anyway, but I just, I was kind of disappointed. I, and, you know, if I was Josh Allen today, I'd be like, this defense, even though it blitz, even though it got turnovers, it was against shitty teams. Yeah, and I think so. Some of it is player, and then some of it was coaching. Um, now, you know, head to head, no one can stop Tyreek Hill. Um, and, you know, Kelsey is a beast as well. Um, the decision making, I think, uh, and this comes down to coaching, you know, when it was 13 seconds left, for you to rush four. Right, and for you to not have, um, you know, the right people uh, covered on some of those plays, like you know, triple teamed <laughs> Tyreek Hill, for example, it didn't it didn't make any sense on those last couple of possessions. Um, you know, I, I just don't think the coaching did them uh, too many favors. Um, the defensive coaching, I think, you know, that was just a complete letdown. But, you know, man for man, no one's going to be able to, like, play, you know, just one-on-one with Tyreek. He's he's just a world-class sprinter, potentially. And uh, it's impossible to contain him uh, one-on-one. Well, the other, the other thing is, like, I know uh, Davis had the game on his life, but where was Stefan Diggs? Where was he? I mean, he was nowhere nowhere to be found in this game. And I thought he was, you know, an all-star. But when I look at his, you know, when I look at what he brought to the game, he wasn't even, you know, he didn't even have 100 yards. Stefan yeah, Diggs, I think, three, I think, three catches and seven yards. Yeah, and I, I do think, you know, on the other end, Kansas City said he decided to, like, take digs out of the game so they rolled you know their coverage towards him uh but other guys stepped up you know and that's exactly what happened uh gabriel davis stepped up because they were rolling coverage to to digs um and they wanted to take him out the game but you know going back to josh allen i just think that shows you how great josh allen is because he doesn't have to necessarily there's no he doesn't have to go to any one player he's going to go to whoever is open um and he did that with uh, Gabriel Davis. He did that with Cole Beasley. Um, you know, he, he mixed it up, you know, with who was, he was throwing to. Um, he is the entire offense, right? He's the entire offense. Probably the same way Mahomes is the entire offense for, for KC. Um, so, you know, the result was we got a great, we had a great game with both the quarterbacks deserved to win, but obviously only, only one could could win the game at the end well it's just um because if i had to pick because i pat Mahomes, patrick mahomes he made some passes you know underhand that i was just like wow i'd never even seen it ever before and then i saw josh allen just run over some people you know he i think he took one person late in the game out of out of the game um, yeah so but, it's, it's and, just, and i think josh allen can make just about every throw mahomes can like some of the throws josh allen was making like those dives to davis in the end zone i mean it's ridiculous um like the zip he had on the ball and how perfect of a pass they were it's just unbelievable to see it and you know mahomes can make those throws too you know, get me wrong, but I just think Josh Allen throwing the ball, take running out of the, the pitcher for a sec, you know, just throwing the ball, I think he's just as good as, as Patrick Mahomes. And obviously running the ball, um, he, he's probably, outside of Lamar Jackson, the best running quarterback in the league. Well, this is the thing, is that the the, the Buffalo Bills went 11-6, and, and six, and the Chiefs went 12-5. and five. And there were some games that the Bills straight up just dropped. If the Bills would have beaten the team they should have been, a.k.a. the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, then they lost to New England, which they should have beaten. They lost to P- 
Pittsburgh that first game, which they should have been. So it did some, there's some games that if they would have had a better record, this game would have been at uh, Orchard Park instead of Arrowhead. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that Buffalo Bills learned again from this last year to this year and maybe going forward that, hey, these games that are we're supposed to win, we need to win them. None of this messing around. None yeah. of this like, oh, you had a bad game. They just need to straight up just take care of business. Yeah, I do think so. I think they need to improve during the regular season, uh, for sure. Um, I think, you know, they're a playoff team. They're going to be a, a playoff team for years to come, I think, with Josh Allen. I think they, Mahomes is going to be there, too. And now, with Joe Burrow and his ascension, it's not going to be easy, um, you know, for, you know, for Buffalo to win a Super Bowl. Um, it's not never easy to win a Super Bowl. So they got to figure out for next year, how do we improve on their defense when they're going against uh, Mahomes next year, if they go against Burrow next year, or if there's somebody on the uh, Tennessee, uh, that's, a, you know, that's taking them to, to into the playoffs as well. So they got to figure out how to get better. Forget the statistics, throw that all out the window. You know, how do you play against Mahomes? Um, how do you contain those receivers? Um, how do you how do you figure out that offense? Well, that's the thing. That's why there's 11 players on the field. Like you can't just say, you know, oh, Josh Allen does everything for us, but then he doesn't have the backup. He doesn't have the defense. He doesn't have the receivers. You know, I I think that. Definitely give them better weapons. You know, I think that Stefan Stefan Diggs was a start. I think Knox is a start. I think Cole Beasley's a start. But I think that he needs better weapons. And he, he needs because if you're open, he's gonna find you, right? So if you know you're open because you're a speedy guy like Tariq Hill, you're gonna get the ball. Yeah. And I, I agree that you, you do wanna improve uh, the players around him, give him more options. But again, they put up 36 points and still lost. Um, so it's not just about the offense. They got to fix that defense for sure. Yeah, 42, 42 points against the supposedly number one defense and, and all the league, actually. It just... That's not good enough. I, I You know, Leslie Fla- Frazier, I know he was the Minnesota Vikings coach a long time ago and I guess he's in the mix for a head coaching job I, I, I don't know Brian Dable I like and I think that uh, he's going to get a head coaching job Leslie Frazier I don't know about him I think he's he's going to come back with the Buffalo Bills so so the, so the Chiefs go against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game do you, do you see them scoring 42 points I think they'll come close to it. I think it's, you know, I think Cincinnati's defense is, is probably equally as talented as, as Buffalo. If you just look at the roster, um, you know, I, I, but I do still think Kansas City is going to be able to score. Um, and I think Cincinnati, they're a team that can score, um, but they're going to have to figure out how to protect Burrow. Uh, to give them a, a chance, um, so I believe. So you said these two teams met, and, it, and it, it's it's not always re- you know fair to look back at regular season games and try to guess what's going to happen in the playoffs. I think regular season you, you want to throw those uh, games out the window, um, but they at least have uh, some history, right? And they should know what to what to look for. Um, I think you know. I think this game could go either way. It can either be really close, or it can just turn out to be uh, a letdown and be a huge huge blowout. Yeah, because they they lost against the Bengals in that first uh, meeting, 
34 to 31. So it was a shootout and they lost. And I think that this is also going to be a shootout. I, and I see them actually scoring 41 points. So I see like, I see a 41 to 27 win by the Chiefs. I think that, again, I think that Joe Burrows is going to, it's going to put up some points against this Chiefs defense. Um, even if they bring back, you know, uh, Matthew, uh, even if they bring him back because of the concussion protocol, blah, blah, blah. I just don't, I think that both of these, um, both of these offenses are very, are, are they're going to score points, but I don't think Cincinnati have the offensive line for it. Yeah, and, and just to correct one thing you said, like Cincinnati did actually win that game, that thirty-one to uh, thirty-four game. Yeah. Um, they they won it. So I mean, it it shows you that they're capable of scoring. Um, they have a lot of weapons, right? Burrow threw for four hundred and close to four hundred fifty yards. Jamar Chase went off. Uh, he had two hundred sixty-six yards. That's not going to happen. I think, obviously, Andy Reid is not going to allow that to happen twice. He may allow that in the regular season. Playoffs, he'll come up with a better game plan. Um, this is where we're going to find out how good T. Higgins really is, how good Tyler Boyd really is, how good Joe Burrow is, uh, because he's going to have to look elsewhere, I think, from time to time. Uh, and Mixon's going to have to run the ball uh, just to control the clock a little a little bit. They're going to need to run, uh, run a little bit more than they they, uh, they did the first time. So, you know, I mean, they had far, Kansas City have four sacks in that game, and they were actually up twenty-eight to seventeen at halftime. So, it, just in the second half, it was you know they they don't they only scored three points, yeah. and I, I just don't see that happening in this game. I don't see them being shut out in the second half like they did in the first game. But you got you got Kansas State. What was your score that you got? I said forty one to seventeen uh twenty seven Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they get to forty one, but I will give them uh like thirty five to, to thirty. Similar to the to the first score. Um I think Cincinnati again is going to be able to score, right? you know. But at the same time, I do think Kansas City is going to control the game, and it's only going to be towards the end where Cincinnati tries to make a game of it. But uh, Kansas City just holds on because they're they're the better team. Yeah, they're the better team. They're they have the better uh, quarterback. Um, if I was to compare Chase to uh, Tariq, I. I don't know, Tariq, man, it's just too fast. I think, and I think in in that Bills Chiefs game, they actually when when they were kicking towards the end when there was 13 seconds left. Yeah. They, I think they put Tariq Hill to uh, catch the ball. Right. That's. I mean, that's why. I mean, I saw on Twitter. I don't know if it's true. I haven't confirmed it, but that's. One of the reasons why he didn't squib kick it. He was like too scared that Tariq Hill was going to take that ball back. Yeah, I don't know who was back there. I don't think Tariq Hill is normally the return guy for kick returns. I don't think he was back there, to be honest with you. He's normally the punt return guy. Now, they made mistakes when they punted to, to him. That, you know, that decision, again, decision making on the Buffalo Bills side, that made no sense whatsoever. They should have squeak kicked it, kicked it, regardless of who was, you know, back there. And then cover, you know, you need to take some, a few seconds off the clock, uh, and limit Kansas, you know, uh, limit them to one, one play, basically. Um, they didn't, they didn't do that. Um, but, you know, this, this game, I think, I think it'll be more exciting, um, than the 49ers game. Um, but I, I do think Kansas City is going to kind of take control uh, early, and this time they'll hold them off uh, at the end. Um, so, you know, I'm going to go with a Kansas City and Rams uh, Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl matchup. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kansas City and the Rams Super Bowl because I I told you I like the Rams to make the Super Bowl. Uh yes, yeah, too bad that the Bills didn't make didn't make the Super Bowl, but you know we'll see what our picks are for next week. Um, but I I do I do like the Chiefs beating the Rams in the Super Bowl if. If our predictions are correct, I do like the cheese beating the Rams. What say you? Yeah, I probably have to agree. And again, it's going to be who do I trust more? Coaching, quarterback, you know, every position. And it's, it's probably going to go back to Reed and Mahomes. Yeah, and I think that once Mahomes, you know, if he wins this game, he's going to have, you know, two Super Bowl wins, three Super Bowl appearance, and four AFC championships in a row. I mean, how can you not say he's the best quarterback in the league? I think he's one of the best quarterbacks. Like I said, I think Josh Allen is right there with him. Um, Now, it doesn't mean I think he's the best of all time, which is a lot of what people No, not the best of all time. That's... Because okay. really right now, since even if he gets to the Super Bowl, it, it, you know, you know, and let's say he gets there and he doesn't win, he he's not better than Jim Kelly to me. Uh, how many times has Jim Kelly been there? So you gotta, you know, I gotta see a few more years from him first before I crown him. Well, Jim you know, Jim Kelly didn't win a Super Bowl. At least Mahomes has won. He has won, but. Kelly appeared in what four straight, so you know let's let's you know give let's see what happens. I think you know let's be patient. Let's see what happens over the next like three four years before we actually crown him uh, the best quarterback of all time. Because you know we we're old now, right? We're forty five, um, so we've seen plenty of quarterbacks. And it's not to say Mahomes is not great, but I mean if, if you take some of those quarterbacks from, from our era, like, you know, back in the days, I would love to see, like, Warren Moon or Dan Marino or some of those guys from back then play in this age. What kind of numbers they'd be putting up would be ridiculous. Well, yeah, I mean, back then, things were different, right? You, a lot of the stuff that happens in today's game, you know, back then, you'd be like, what are your, uh, uh, what are we playing, flag football? A lot of things. I mean, careers were shortened. We didn't have the technology. We didn't have, you know, nobody's led. What sliding quarterback? What? No, but no one heard of that. You know, what? You can't. You can't hit somebody below the knees. What? It was just very different. They, you know, it was very violent. I think people, you know, didn't have five, ten year careers like they do now. It's just a different game. I. I I mean, yes, yes. You sound like Charles Barkley right now. Back in my day, if you put one of those NBA players in today's game, yes, we know. I agree. Yes, if things will be different, but mm-hmm. you know, well, I guess my point that I was trying to make is Mahomes is great. He is, you know, unbelievable, and I think at the end of the day, he will be one of the best. I just, I'm not ready to, to crown him. You know, one of the best of all time. Uh, I'm no, not I'm not. Be- I'm not ready to do like, that either. I'm not saying he's even in the, the top twenty of all time at this point. You know. No, I don't, I'm not know. ready to put him in the old time either. Um, because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he came what in? He came in the league in 2017, 2018. At he 2016. I don't know. I, I know he sat one year. He sat out one year uh, for Alex Smith. I, I you know. Let's you know before we even have a list of all-time quarterbacks. Let's let's slow down because you know you just had Tom Brady play for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I, you can say he's a goat. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tom Brady didn't run like Pat Mahomes, but I mean nobody back then when you know when you had a running quarterback, it was kind of like. You know, like a gimmick. They looked at it as a gimmick. You're like, oh, Randall mm-hmm. Cunningham, he's running a quarterback. Oh, Michael Vick, he's running quarterback. It was kind of a gimmick. But now, if you don't have a running quarterback, you're like, 
you're not ready to compete, basically, right? Yeah, you can't compete. Yeah, uh, so in today's NFL without someone who's at least mobile, at least mobile, very you know, least mobile, someone who can can uh, get some yards, you know, running the ball as well. Yeah, so I mean, it, it it was just very different, and I think that I like Josh Allen. He has a running style like no other. He's built like no other. Um, hopefully, he'll have a long career. I know that they're gonna the they're gonna have the Bills face the Chiefs at least once a year. From what I'm, my understanding is, the NFL is gonna make this happen. If if Probably. you know. If we see them twice a year because they both make it in the playoffs, even better. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, you know, I'm not ready to crown them yet as the best yeah. ever. Yep, yep. But you know, I think the AFC are gonna, is going to belong to those two teams uh, for sure. Maybe three teams. You throw Cincinnati in that mix and then who knows what's going to happen with the titans and you know it's it's funny like those are the quarterbacks that are in this division patriots have a pretty good quarterback i i don't think they're he's anywhere on that level with those guys um the steelers we don't have jack going into next year um so if you don't have a quarterback you know that can compete there's no way you're getting into the playoffs and competing with those guys. You have to have somebody, you know. Yeah, but you know, just having as equally as talented. Those just guys. having a good quarterback doesn't mean Jack. Cause where's Herbert now? Sitting at home. That's true. So that doesn't but Herbert's mean young. You yeah, know, but that young. doesn't I mean he's as good. He he may he may be good, but it takes again. It takes a defense. Takes special teams. It takes uh, good coaching. It's just a lot of variables. If you have a good quarterback locked up like Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrows, yes, you're definitely already steps ahead of everyone else. Steps ahead. But that doesn't mean you automatically get to go to the Super Bowl. Look at no, Josh Allen. No. But that's what I'm saying. You can't compete without one is what I'm saying. So, you know, for the teams like the Steelers who don't have one right now, it's going to be tough for them to compete. Re- re- it's- Regardless of how their defense is next year, um, it's going to just be tough for them to compete in the AFC with, without a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's a it's a very it's a nice position to have locked up for the next five ten years, but I think that you can get around having a special quarterback guiding your team. I think that. There's just too many variables. There's so many moving parts. I think that, you know, and Tom Brady wasn't really Tom Brady until like, what, 2006, 2007, maybe even. Because remember, there was a 10-year gap where they didn't do jack squat. I mean, they made the playoffs, but they still couldn't get over that hump. And it was, you know, you can say it was, oh, well, he didn't have the receivers, he have the running back, he didn't have this, he have that. Just having a good QB, it's a good, it's, it's part of the equation, but it's a long equation. Yeah. Yeah, you need other pieces, too. You need other pieces, too. And I think that with, you know, going back to the Buffalo Bills, I think they have a great quarterback. But then, who was your defensive leader in that team? Yeah. I, I don't know who it was. Who who would you say it was? The the safety? Were the two safeties? Or was it you who was the linebacker that was making all the plays? Why did he step up and be like, you know what, Josh Allen, you did your part. You scored every time. Now we do our part. We're gonna stop this guy. I just I just felt like you need you need all those pieces to come together, you know, to be a Super Bowl champion. And uh, you know, to be honest, I don't know if uh, the Chiefs have a defensive player that you can say, you know, I know Chris Jones is pretty good. I know that that safety is pretty good. Uh, but, you know, is it a shutdown defense? Probably not. That's why we expect a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's this is going to be interesting. I think this weekend, um, you know, I think there's one one of these teams, one of these four teams, the defense is going to step up. 
Yeah. Um, well, out of these four teams left, I think the best defense is probably the 49ers. But, you know, they, they face the toughest challenge, I think. They, you know, they're, they're probably the biggest underdogs, you know, playing this weekend. So, Well, the, the, out of the four teams, they have the, the least favorable quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. And uh, we just hit the one hour mark. Um, we'll leave it there. We'll post this for our listeners. And we're coming. We're coming to the end of the end of the end of the season. Two more games left. I know. I know. I don't know what we're gonna do. What we're gonna do when the when the games are over. But I don't want to think about that right now. Let's get over the hump with this week and then we might i think we're gonna do a show during the pro bowl after the pro bowl just to you know kind of connect the super bowl show together right uh yeah i mean i think that's that's a good idea um just to talk about how the entire season went and we can talk about what to expect for next year hopefully we get some news um with some hiring decisions with the coaches and probably won't get a lot of news on you know what quarterbacks are leaving just you know quite yet I think most of those transactions probably won't won't happen until we get closer to uh, draft the, the draft yeah. yeah you'll see Rogers make a decision on where, what he's doing and Russell Wilson and uh, Tannehill like you said and what what's going on with the car and all that stuff. I think that that probably won't get answered until we're closer to uh, to the draft or maybe even right, you know, before camp starts. Yeah, yeah, I think there's going to be some, there a lot of questions this offseason. Uh, there's definitely going to be going to be a opportunity, opportunity to talk about them. So, yep. until next week, I'm going to say peace out. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.